Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Leon Fontaine. Leon is senior pastor of Springs Church with locations across Canada. He's also been Miracle Channel's CEO since 2010. Leon's teaching will help you develop your own personal relationship with Jesus and walk in God's promises. You can watch his program, Leon Fontaine, The Spirit Contemporary Life, weekdays on Miracle Channel. Let's dive into the message. Some of the things that we've discovered as we look into the Word of God. You know, have you ever noticed that the Word of God grows with you? Like, the Word of God's incredible. But as you grow, you just can't ever seem to get on top of the Word where you know it all. You read the same Scripture when you're 20, and it's amazing. Then you turn 30 and read the same Scripture. You go, I didn't know anything when I read it at 20. And then you'll go through something in life, and you'll read that same verse, and it will just speak volumes to you you never saw before. The Word is so pregnant. It's so uh, amazing that you'll never outgrow the Word. If you're at a place right now where, well, I know that you are just naive, I'm not going to call you a fool. You're naive. If you just think the Word of God can't, you know, you kind of got that figured out. Man, I'm in the Word hours every day. I've been done this for decades, and I am just fascinated, blown away, overwhelmed, and always growing and going, this is amazing. Now, the topic of faith is something we've always looked at because it's so clear in the Word that Jesus said, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, Jesus taught us before the cross. And so, you've heard me mention this before, but I'm just going to say it again. Some of the things Jesus said, okay, were done pre-cross. So when he says it, it has to go through the cross as well. I'll give you an example. The Bible says in Mark 11 that if you stand praying, forgive, so that your heavenly Father will forgive you, that verse is no longer accurate. Because when you take it to the cross, everyone's forgiven once they believe on him. Now it says, forgive as he has forgiven you and I. You understand the subtle difference there? So people will go into that topic and they'll preach, if you don't forgive, you're not going to be forgiven. You're going to go to hell if you do this sin. And you've got to be careful preaching anything before the cross. Because there's a truth there, like forgive. Are you crazy? If you don't forgive, you're going to be so focused on that person and your pain, you can't even believe God and have a dream on the inside. So the truth is real. But it'll say there, like, so if you don't forgive, your Heavenly Father can't forgive you. But He actually forgave you now 2,000 years ago, so how does He unforgive you? Does He yank away His forgiveness? So all I'm saying is that if you think you know the Word and and you're all tangled up with law and grace, it's so easy once you just stay in the Word of God and recognize. And so when it comes to faith, the same is true. So on this journey of watching, you know, one of my, my greatest desires as a pastor is to see you learn to walk in the miraculous. 
to see you learn to get regular miracles in the areas of your life. And i got to be careful using the word miracle because miracles seem to always be when you're in crises. And I don't want to be in crises. And so I can use the supernatural power of God to stay out of crises, most of them. Isn't that what wisdom is supposed to do? So God's supernatural power should take your business and keep growing it, not just show up when you are in crises again. God's supernatural power should grow your marriage till the friendship, the laughter, the love, the joy, the romance, the, the, the excitement is just growing and growing. Not your marriage is in crisis every few months, and I need a miracle. So we've got to be careful with the word miracle because we can live our lives in this monotonous average knowing God will show up and we need a miracle. But I look at the power of God as taking me somewhere and never stopping. Financially, taking me somewhere that never stops. Relationally, taking me somewhere that never stops. Uh, physically, take, I don't want to always need a miracle. And I need a healing. I want my health to be so powered up that I'm walking in health. That the presence of God is so alive that it quickens my mortal body and even flows onto other people when I pray with them. So that is why when we talk about the beliefs of the heart, when we talk about faith, that I hope you will move on from this need of the miraculous every time you got a crisis. Of course it's going to be there. But what about growing your life? What about living and getting out of the averageness, the, the, the just barely get by? And what about taking your life to a place? Now, the devil will try to shut you down. Now, people who've been raised in faith but have never been taught about the heart sometimes give up after a while because you'll get occasional miracles but not regular miracles as the Word promises. The Word does not promise sporadic miracles. It, just let me just be really real to some of you mature people in the Word. If you're only getting sporadic miracles and the most of the things you pray about you don't get, that's not what God's Word says. It says, ask anything. It says you're more than an overcomer. You can do all things through Christ, not one out of 43 things through Christ. The Bible is completely talking about a supernatural enhancement on you, that everything in your life will continue to grow. But if you look at faith as only a crisis management, you're going to miss something. Beliefs are more important than actions. Think about that for a minute, because right away, all the legalists go straight to morality. I'm not talking about morally. Of course you should live right morally. You're empowered to live right morally. But I'm saying that beliefs, what you truly believe from the heart, is more important than the actions. Let me give you an example. You can work at your marriage. You can work at your career. You can work at your health. But if you don't believe that it's God's will, that it's easy, that it's yours. You will be working out in here in your physical world, world going against your internal beliefs. Your internal beliefs will win. They will win. And so the changing of your internal beliefs is crucial for you to take your business, to get your marriage, to get your relationships, your health, that miracle opportunity, to get it up to that next level, to, just to get it to continue to grow and to increase the way you've always been dreaming about. It, it, your beliefs are more important than your actions. The Bible does not say all things are possible to him who does right actions. 
Doesn't say all things are possible to him who lives perfectly. It says all things are possible to him who believes because your believing determines your future actions. What you really believe will determine your actions. It'll determine everything in your life. Now, I want to go from here, and I want to just deal with some, uh, the topic of the heart again. Because every time, if I get a chance to get involved with people who need miracles, financial troubles, things that are going on, without exception, in a seconds, I'll come back to a belief of their heart. It's like, as a counselor, rather than counseling with their mind, it's one of the greatest problems with counseling, is that we've got wonderful counselors as pastors. We've got people who attend here who have doctorates, and they're psychologists and psychiatrists, and I love what they do. But the playing around with the mind is some of the most defeated ways to try to help people. Because people don't even know their own beliefs. They're not even responsible for putting them there. So they can be working at something that is completely failing, and think they're talking it through because they're so tired of ending relationships and they, they talk about what they think is ending their relationships, what they think is going wrong, and they're nowhere near it because it's the beliefs of the heart that totally set the boundaries for what you can't achieve. So see a counselor all you want. I'm not saying don't see a counselor, but I'm saying add to this ability to open up and talk to somebody this understanding of the power of your heart it has established boundaries that you are running into all the time and until you re-establish those boundaries until you change those boundaries it doesn't matter what you do on the outside the beliefs of your heart are going to control you now you must believe that change is easy because nobody says that in our world everybody says change is hard and if you understand the things that need to do the change, yes, there are times change can be hard. But Jesus never said that. He said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Holy Spirit's going to lead you into all truth. He's going to help you change. And so we know that we've got to begin to believe that for you to change, your finances is easy. But it's hard to believe if you've been stuck in your finances for years or slowly going down then you begin to believe what you've got, not what the promise says. Week after week, month after month, year after year, how you do relationships, how you do finances, how you do everything in your world begins to drill you into, it begins to put beliefs into you as your brain grabs where you are and believes this is all that is possible. Did you know that everybody in the Bible God had to take them on a, a training course to make them think bigger. All Gideon was praying about was a little food and some safety to eat it. An angel shows up and says, mighty man of valor, you're going to take out all the countries around you and be the top country going, and you're going to be the leader. Basically a whole story in a nutshell. He's going, you're right. I'm the littlest in my family, and my family is the smallest in the whole nation. He had stinking thinking. He had a really poor outlook. His boundaries were so enforced that he was hiding on the backside of a wine press, just trying to get a little bit of food out. Everything God's going to do in your life before he takes you anywhere, he's going to have to make you believe bigger, have to make you believe broader. He's going to have to expand your boundaries. He's going to have to lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, and make you go, mm, here is where I'm going. 
because the enemy, you know, he really doesn't care about destroying you. In fact, he will if he could, but he usually can't. But one of the things he's good at is simply maintaining people. He's great at maintaining you somewhere by using your own beliefs against you. So we must believe that success is easy, that it's our birthright, it's our inheritance to continue to grow, to continue to have, to continue to be, to continue to be effective for God, to increase the kingdom, to reach out and influence people. If you don't continue to believe that and expand your boundaries, you will be forced into a mold. And pretty soon you kind of go, you know what? I can talk good, but nothing really seems to be changing. Now, there's a powerful portion of scripture in 1 John chapter 3, 19 to 24. We're going to put it up on the screen, but I pray this becomes maybe something. Every time you hear me teach on something, if it's touching your heart, use the scriptures. You get the message. Listen to that message every, every day. You know, I remember, I know how many of you know the Brights, but um, they've been with our church right from even before I came here. And I remember one time visiting them in their home. We were, we're friends. And, and she was telling me what she does, how that she would listen to me do a message, then she would always buy that message from the church, take it home, and she would go through it seven days in a row, every week, till the next message. Then she would grab that message, and she would listen to it seven days in a row. And it was brilliant because everyone thinks they've got everything out of that message. But Holy Spirit can reveal so much more to you if you'll have a daily devotional time, which can be reading, listening, uh, in a small group, whatever, where you're just getting the word on the inside of you. And so when you hear something that you need, get those verses or get that CD and begin to listen to this and go through it for seven days so that you are not only dealing with the mind, you're dealing with the heart. The greatest battle in this room right now is not between you and the devil. It's the greatest farce in the Christian faith is that the devil's got that much power. The greatest joke in the demonic realm is how you believe about him. When you die and you get to go to heaven and this season is over and Satan is locked up, the Bible says you will look at him in the pit and go, that's what we fought our whole lives against? You don't have to fight him. The greatest fight between you in your world is the desires of your mind and the beliefs of your heart. That's the only battle going on. You can't find a ton of scripture saying fight devils, fight devils, fight devils, fight devils. You can't find it. You fight the good fight of faith, which is the fight to stay in faith. It talks about pulling down strongholds, but those strongholds are in the mind. It talks about all this fighting, and none of it's about the enemy. There's one part where it says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And even in that, it's not talking about a spiritual power as much as it's talking about spiritual concepts and beliefs. Where the enemy will be, for example, let's say that you're trying to get to a figure something out in your life. You'll find your mind will be against you. That's why you got to renew it. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. People don't like you enough. There's always going to be some kind of negative belief coming at you. There's no way you can do it. There's no way you can make it. Your spouse is not going to be with you on that. Your spouse is never going to change. Your kids aren't going to change. Church is not going to change. Like, you, blah, 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 blah. You, what you believe will always be attacked. So his only ploy is one attack. Just boom, boom, is to make you believe something and then turn your beliefs against you. And so it says in 1 John 3, and hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall 
assure, I want you to notice the word, assure our hearts before him. All right? Assure. For if our heart condemn us, there is, by the way, the word faith is not even in this portion of Scripture. So many of us who focus on faith so much and haven't walked in the, in the miraculous regularly are erring by not understanding the heart's role in what you believe. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Just stop right there for a minute. Whatever we ask, we receive. It doesn't say one out of 43, once every five months. You know, you get one miracle in finances about every quarter. After that, you can't. No, you are to have every prayer answered. If you want, every prayer should be answered if it's God's will. You can find it in the Word. Every prayer should be answered. Your life should be one consistent life of the supernatural, empowering everything that you do, from raising kids to walking in health to whatever you put your hand to. And it's, so, and it's saying here that you can have anything you ask if your heart doesn't condemn you. It doesn't say you can have anything you ask once you bind the devil, reduce him to ashes, intercede through the copper skies, break through his strongholds, and none of that's even there. It comes down to one thing in this new covenant. Does your heart condemn you? Because if your heart condemns you, it says God's greater than... It doesn't say you won't receive. Notice there's no negativity here. It's saying if your heart doesn't condemn you, you can receive anything. If your heart does condemn you, you'd think it would say you're going to receive nothing. But it says God is greater than your heart. And it just, you kind of go, what does that mean? Now, now we go on, and here's where a lot of people lose it. It says, and verse 22, and it says, whatever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments. Okay. There we are back into the law. Leon, I thought we were under grace now. Why are we going back under the commandments? Well, in the New Testament, anytime it uses commandments, you better find out which commandments he's talking about. It says, so, and whatever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and we do the things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment. Now, it doesn't list all ten. It just says, you're commanded to believe. On the name of his son Jesus Christ Wow and love one another as he gave us commandment and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him and he in him and hereby we know that he abides in us by the Spirit which he hath given us now here's where a lot of people struggle they begin to think and they go back into the Old Testament, find the Ten Commandments, then the 632 other commandments, and then all the things that are of not of faith, like your heart condemning, if you think that you've already done it, and on and on. And all of those things are important if you want to get along with other people. But here, it's talking about you getting whatever you ask if you keep His commandments. Believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. 
Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages from encouraging speakers that air on Miracle Channel and Corco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.